0: merch alert you asked and we delivered the royals of malibu now has merch we've got so much to choose from like team easton or team reed or team isaac hoodies and hats some fun items like do not dim my sparkle t-shirts or ugly hot hoodies plus plenty of accessories too like our Trom mugs airpod cases tote bags stickers and more We'll be sharing new drops, sales, and much more on our socials at the Royals of Malibu, so be sure to follow along. That's at the Royals of Malibu. Check out the merch website at emeraldaudio.myshopify.com. That's emeraldaudio.myshopify.com. Emerald Audio is now an imprint of Diversion Audio, focusing on female-led storytelling.
1: Hey, I'm Chris Cafaro, And I'm Nick Cafaro. We're real-life brothers who play Fake Life Brothers, Reed, and Easton Royal on the hit podcast, The Royals of Malibu. On this companion podcast, we'll be doing a deep dive into each episode, giving behind the
0: scenes insights, talking to some special guests, and maybe even having some laughs along the way. Welcome to The Royal Boys. What's up, Nicky boy? Hey, Chris. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. Podcast number four. I know. Can you believe it? I can't. Quite literally cannot. I can't believe it. How you been? I'm doing all right. This has been a lot more fun than I thought it would. I didn't think it wouldn't be fun, but it, it's more than I anticipated. What do you like most about it? Honestly, I think we work well together. Oh,
1: Nick. Go on. No, I want more.
0: No, I think we work well together. I think it's fun. It's, uh, I like the way we 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 do all this for the listeners. You know, we record together. We edit uh, this thing together. Right now, we're recording episode four, but our very first episode went live this week mm-hmm. how was that for you
1: it was cool it was cool to hear it it sounded great the response at least like on instagram and the internet so far has been very positive our parents loved listening to it hi mom hi dad hey guys are hey. you still listening well why say, won't they answer us they're not answering they're not picking up <sighs> um you had an exciting week this week i did i did
0: have an exciting week do you want to share Well, I started as a member of the Groundlings Sunday Company, which is a sketch group that performs at the Groundlings Theater in Hollywood. Um, It's a lot of fun, a lot of work, a lot of writing, a lot of performing, but it's it's just so much fun. I love it.
1: It's really cool. I got to see you in your very first show on Sunday Company. The Groundlings Theater, if you don't know, is one of the most prestigious comedy theaters in the country, and the Sunday Company is their second highest level. Uh, It's as high as you can go without becoming an official Groundling member, which is extremely difficult. So it's a really prestigious position. And Nick did a great job. And he's going to be performing every Sunday for the next six months at the Groundlings Theater in Los Angeles. So if you're nearby, get your tickets to the Sunday Company Show to see my Nicky boy.
0: Thank you, man. It's going to be every Sunday for the next six months. And I'll tell you what I need to do is learn how to fall on stage because i had a sketch this week where i was supposed to choke on food and die and i fell on the stage and i fell so hard and i have a giant bruise on
1: my hip you got to fall on your butt on your tukus where where all the the meat is i don't have that much meat in my tukus the tukus is all meat not mine it's more meat than your hip bone you don't know that i i don't i haven't inspected your took us lately. But you do have experience with choking.
0: I do. I do I do have experience with choking. I have a well, yeah. They, I have I have a swollen esophagus because of allergies. Humble brag. And so sometimes when I get really excited and I'm like with family or I'm happy and I talk a lot and I'm and I'm not chewing my food as much as it should be chewed, it will get stuck in there. And um it's kind of scary. I had to go Go in and get that checked out. Take medicine for it now.
1: I was referring to you clamming up in high stakes situations, choking—not actually physically choking—but that's good to know too. Just like you know, when it's like the pressure's on and you have a big audition, you you choke, dude. That's not true at all. I know that's not. But what I, I do.
0: Mean. But the, the real life choking is true. So if it, for some period of time you hear me go silent, oh my god.
1: Nick, is it? Are you joking right now?
0: No, I'm not. No choke jokes. Oh. No choke <laughs> jokes. Okay,
1: Nick. Actually, it it is serious, and our sister is so uh, worried about it that she bought you a like food sucker outer. It's called a de-choker. A de-choker. Yeah, it's a
0: device that you kind of put around your mouth. It almost looks like an o- o- It almost looks like an oxygen mask, and it has a suction tube that you pull out almost like a syringe, like you would a syringe. Mm -hmm. And it's, the idea is that the tube, once inserted in your mouth, with all that pressure, will pull out whatever's lodged in your throat. Luckily, I've never had to use it, but I always have it in my back pocket.
1: It's massive, too. It must be giving you lower back problems.
0: Yeah. But, you know, one step forward, two steps back problem.
1: Chris, obviously, you
0: know, um, Diversion, the producers of our podcast... Mm-hmm. Uh, posted the announcement uh, about our show on Instagram. Did you see that? Of course. Did you see the some
1: of the comments? I haven't. I try not to. I try to avoid public comments because sometimes they hurt my feelings.
0: Oh, this one wouldn't. From Dana J 004. Dana. She said, "Why am I so obsessed with Easton Royal and even more obsessed with Nick Cafaro? Thanks for a great podcast from South Africa." Wow.
1: Does that hurt your feelings? It does. Not even like a nod. To you? What maybe she's like What would she nod what would she nod about? Maybe she genuinely wants to know. Like she thinks it's some sort of weird affliction. Like why? Why am I so obsessed? I shouldn't be. I don't know. But okay. Like dengue fever. I'll
0: I'll give you I'll give you some love then. Uh Reese Kitty put in all caps. I'm rooting for Ella and Reed and Ella and Reed only. Oh Reese. With mm. our fingers crossed. We also got a, a birthday. A happy birthday. Someone wish, I wish for me you. a happy birthday. Yeah. Oh. It's it's Jenny Darling. Wished you a happy birthday. A little late, but still. Jenny, you are a darling. Thank you so much. Isn't that nice? That's so nice. And then um hmm okay then. That's the that's their that's Instagram their handle. handle. Yeah. H M M OK, then with two Ns.
1: Wait, no, that's H and M, the retailer. That's their official handle.
0: Well, That's great, because then I just got a sponsor, because they said, listen, I'm going to need Ella to take back what she said about Easton being her, quote, brother, because I'm high key rooting for them as Endgame. I'm talking to you. Make this happen, Encaferro. I think, I mean, it's not clear, but I think they're talking to me.
1: It's very clear. They actually say your name. That's the clearest sign that someone's speaking to you.
0: All right. Well, I'm going to have to talk to the writers then, see if we can make this happen. Because I think it would uh, allow me to speak more in the podcast. But listen, folks, thank you for uh, engaging with us. We love it. We're seeing what you're writing. And um, if you have any questions, leave them for us. We'll uh, try to get to them. But what do you say for now? We get to the episode. I love that idea. Episode four, just sleep
1: on the floor. Would you just sleep on the floor? Just sleep on, just the, sleep floor. on the floor. What do you need a bed for? Sleep on the floor. Hey, just sleep on the floor. Just sleep. On the floor. Don't do anything else on the
0: floor. You just sleep. Just sleep on the floor. That's the name of the episode. Yep. How's this episode starting? This episode starts with a phone call from Val. So Ella finally tells Val why she left Malibu. And she does it over text, which Val doesn't love, so she gives her a call.
1: By the way, that's me. I'm, yeah, I'm I am just going to ask, are you a texter or caller? No, no, no. I'm a big caller. In fact, a lot of people hate me because of it.
0: I'm one of those people I don't even know I had to ask because I already knew you're a caller.
1: I'm a texter. I hate texting. It, you, texting is good for like short little spurts of information, but for a a big download like Ella's dropping on Val to do it via text?
0: Yeah, at like 6 a.m. That's crazy. You it know what my
1: girlfriend does a lot with her no, sister? I don't. Is she does voice memos.
0: Yeah, no, I can't do those. I'm very insecure about those, which is going to sound crazy because I'm currently recording a podcast where I speak. just
1: one long voice memo. But I hate the sound of my voice. Well, you know, the voice memos you send to someone else, you don't actually listen to them, right? Yeah, but it makes me insecure knowing that they hear them. But that's what phone calls are. That's why I don't do either. Oh. I'm a
0: texter. But you're right. With a lot of information like this, I mean, she's she's telling her everything that happened. She goes into full Detective Ella mode. Mm Mm-hmm. And she's uh, starting to put together a case against Reed, starting with, obviously, her walking in on him and Brooke, the way that he reacted when he found out Brooke was pregnant and ran out of the restaurant, the way he gave her a sweater that smelt like a woman's high-end perfume. She's got a pretty good case. Yeah. Ella, um, in this phone call, is going detective mode. Had Have you ever gone detective mode on, like, past X or, like, had to, like, look into things or...
1: Not not for me. No, not not for any relationship I was in. I mean, you know, obviously you like you check in on people, you know, via social media. Nothing nothing like detective. I yeah. don't go through people's phones. That's no, no, I've I never d- done yeah, that's I don't like
0: that. I think that's I don't like not the idea cool. of that I I mean obviously I think everyone's brain works this way where You'll, like, create stories of what's possibly going on. That doesn't necessarily mean detective mode, though. Like, if somebody doesn't respond, you're like, oh, I bet you they're doing this. Or, I bet, you know, there's a whole, like, subculture of memes about it. Like, it's like, uh, me, I bet you he's cheating on me. And then it's, like, a picture of him, like, dancing with his friends or something. Um, yeah, that's called
1: anxiety mode.
0: Yeah. Anxiety I Anxiety mode. I used to, with my ex-girlfriend, we um, shared each other's location with each other. We, and. and I never like stalked. I think that's weird by it, but the reason we did it is cuz there was one time I was at work and I was there later than I should have been and my phone died and I didn't respond and, and it, I think it's it spooked her out. So we started sharing locations as I was fine with but anytime like that situation came up again where like she didn't respond or something or her phone died and I couldn't get a hold and I looked it up, I totally felt like a stalker. I felt like a detective mode. I didn't like that feeling. So I unshared my location with everyone. I don't like the sharing of the location thing. That, that creeps me out. Yeah, actually, that happens in this episode. That's how uh, Savannah and Easton find Ella at the Treasure Cafe because she geotagged her Instagram.
1: Okay, but that's different. Geotagging your Instagram is very different than sharing your location, meaning someone can track you whenever they want. Well,
0: then Ge- I'm going to have to go ahead and, on behalf of Savannah, hit that old man alarm.
1: You're so fucking old. What
0: is it? Because she says that it's a millennial thing to do, geotagging your Instagram.
1: Okay, that's fine. I'll take that, old man. But I will... I'm just declaring that they're different. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I've never gone into detective mode, but there was one time, and I hope she doesn't mind me telling the story, that uh, I was going to college with our sister's ex-boyfriend. Well, now ex-boyfriend. Boyfriend at the time. And I found out through a friend that he had... Uh, been less than faithful to her and so I asked him out to lunch and I sat him down and asked him if it was true and I told him and he denied it and I didn't believe him and I said he had 24 hours to tell our sister or I was going to tell him and he called her and told her and uh, that well he lied about it but anyway it, the, the truth eventually came out
0: great now I'm upset why are you upset because that makes me mad I don't like when
1: people are mean to our sister yeah or you but mostly her well, me either that's why I sat him down and was like dude I wish I was there Be truthful. Are you truthful? So Ella's now in detective mode. And the first thing she does, well, she wakes up there doing construction in the house. Uh, She wakes up on a Saturday morning to like crazy jackhammering in the living room. She runs downstairs and is like, what the hell is going on? Easton's glad he doesn't drink anymore because
0: if he had a hangover, it would stink. And also, this was interesting to me. He said, she goes, Easton, you've been sober for two days. And Reed goes, you're
1: sober? He didn't know.
0: I don't like that. I don't like that he didn't know.
1: What do you think he didn't know because he wasn't paying attention, or do you think he's he asked that because he knows it's not true?
0: Oh, that's I didn't think about that. I I thought it was uh, an indication that their relationship was distancing itself, mm-hmm. and maybe that's just because I know what happens next, right? But giving this a fresh listen, it made me sad. It's like, oh, they're not communicating the way. Well, it's that they only used been to. two
1: days, so.
0: Yeah, but that's a long time in days. That's true.
1: But, you know, when you're in high school, you got a lot going on. Yeah, like a
0: waterfall being built in your living room by your dad's new wife. Which is, what what would that even look like? I don't know. Why would you want that? Wouldn't that like- like,
1: a water feature in your living room, I guess? Wouldn't the
0: the humidity that it like caused ruin your furniture?
1: I mean, it might not be like a full like waterfall, like, you know, with mist and stuff. It might just be like like a gentle water feature.
0: I, that would make me have to go to the
1: bathroom constantly, the noise. Yeah, you go right there, right in the water feature.
0: I don't want to pee all over my coins.
1: You don't throw your coins in your own... You know, coins are really bad for fountains. <laughs> Dude, I, and I wish that people would treat fountains better. And I constantly throw coins in them <laughs> to make that wish a reality. It hasn't come true yet. Um, this summer, they were renovating the frame of my apartment for like two months starting at like 7am and there was jackhammering and let me tell you when you do have a hangover and you are awakened by a jackhammer it is a very very tough day
0: yeah Not, not a fun day no and this day for ella gets even worse because why she decides it's time to question brooke yeah and she does a nice little acting job, pretends like she's girly girly with her and asks her to go on a little hot girl walk. Yeah. And they go to the beach and they, they get into it.
1: Well, it's so funny because in the episode, she's like, hey girl, let's go on a hot girl walk. Then there's a commercial break. And then you come back and she's like, what the fuck did you do? Like no chill whatsoever. Yeah. That's <laughs> some serious mood swings there. I thought that was funny though. It was very funny. And and uh, Alyssa, of course, did a great job in the scene. Uh, but yeah, Brooke, Brooke range. says, Brooke says, I did not sleep with Reed. Yeah, she she says it straight up. So now she said she would if she had to, but she just
0: is using Reed to get back with Callum. And actually, you know, Brooke gets a lot of crap and rightfully so. But the reason she gives is understandable.
1: Yeah. I mean, she's brutally honest. Yeah. And she has no reason at this point to lie to Ella. But Ella's, I mean, Ella can't trust her, of course, because she's like a conniving, backstabbing piece of garbage. Yeah,
0: and she's leaving out a ton of information.
1: Yes, obviously.
0: Yeah, she, well. But yes. she her reasoning, if I was Ella and I was listening to that reasoning, I would understand. You don't want your kid to grow up as an outsider with a father that's not present
1: yeah. Well, what's interesting about this is that in this moment, Brooke re- you know, reveals her backstory for the first time. And it's remarkably similar to Ella's backstory. It's true. And uh, so maybe we'll dive into that a little more as the season goes on. But maybe Ella starts to see in Brooke like, oh, wait. Yeah. I mean, I grew up without a dad. I grew up you know, running from place to place with my mom and, you know, not having a good, you know, a strong, supportive uh, financial network. And so maybe she's like, okay, I see.
0: Absolutely. And I think that's why it really hits her when Brooke says, can you even trust Reed? Because I think she can relate to Brooke. And and for a second there, she's actually kind of listening with her and saying, no, I can't trust him.
1: Brooke is right. Yeah. But – Do you trust someone you don't trust asking if you can trust someone that you have trusted in the past? Trust me when I say, I don't understand what you just said. I trust
0: you. But I will say, you know, there's a lot going on here with Ella and I have to give her a lot of props. I think she handles it in a very healthy way that I actually can relate to. She has all this stuff going on and so what does she do? She goes to the Treasure Cafe and she asks Lucy if she can have her job back. And the way I interpreted that, and I think she says this, is because she just needs that distraction. She needs that work. You know, I talked to my therapist about this a lot. He says, when you're not busy, you start to ruminate about things, think about things, think about what's not going well. But when you're busy, your mind doesn't have time to do that. I also have a friend that always says, work begets work. So when you're working, the more you work, Mm -hmm. the more work you get. And even though you're like, well, I'm never gonna have time for all these things, it's funny how when your schedule's filled up, you end up finding time for things.
1: Yeah, it's true. I will say I, I've i been very blessed to be a full-time actor for almost six straight years now. And prior to that, I was waiting tables full-time while I was trying to act. And I remember being like, oh, God, I can't wait to not be waiting tables anymore. And I'm, you know grateful that i don't have to do that to support myself right now but there is a part of me that misses that like routine and structure and you know and stability is and, really and
0: nice. even beyond consistency beyond that there's a, a pride you take in it and uh, a, a sense of accomplishment you feel mm. you're know, like i did this mm-hmm. it gives you self-worth what's that I know. I don't know. Hopefully we'll figure that out by by episode 13 if we get there. But it also is a core tenant of Ella and she doesn't want to be a spoiled Malibu kid. She wants to earn whatever she has because when you earn what you have, people can't take it away. I love that. And when it's just given to you, people like Dinah could come in and take it away. Having said all this, Lucy does not give her her job back. <laughs>
1: Wait, oh, real quick, going back to um, Ella's confrontation with Brooke, uh, you uh, Brooke says, you can't trust those royal boys, and when I was re-listening to it, I was like, hey, that's the name of this podcast now. That's crazy. It made me excited. Okay, sorry. Yeah, Lucy doesn't give Ella her job back. She's like, no, 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 girl. You no,
0: but she has, she has good reason, and uh, Lucy, who is voiced by our friend Stephanie Sherry, does a fantastic job as not only Lucy, but also... She plays Ella's mom.
1: Yeah, which I think is a really cool casting choice to have the two maternal characters in Ella's life be voiced by the same actor.
0: That's really neat. Absolutely. Although I will say Lucy is a better mother figure, even though she's not biological. But we all know I hate Ella's mom. (laughs) So Lucy says, no, you can't do this. You got to be a kid. And that kind of reminds me of our parents. Go on. Because as you know, I'm somebody that stresses about literally everything. I put a lot of pressure on myself. And I find that our parents usually take the role that is not often associated with parents. You know, parents are usually seen as the ones that are, are hard asses and push their kids and put pressure on them. And my parents are the opposite. They're like, hey, relax, have some fun, go out. Yeah. Remember my dad said once, you know, it's okay to get a C every once in a while in school. I was like, are you nuts? <laughs>
1: Yeah, it, he did not say that in front of our mother i can guarantee you that
0: i think he said it knowing that i was never going to do that right intentionally
1: well but also our parents were like yeah you'd be a kid but you get a job and you earn your you earn your keep i mean i i started working when i was 15 years old
0: yeah for sure i mean they were we all had to have service jobs yeah and I I think I'm going to use that with my kids too. I you the, the what you learn Nick, working in a restaurant. I'll never convince a woman to bear your children. You know that? And there's other ways. That's true. That's a rule I think I'm going to put in place with my own kids if I ever have one one day. Um, you'll be a great dad. Thank you. And an even better daddy. Wow, I can't wait to hear that it's repeated in my ear again. Um Yeah. I think you learn some really invaluable stuff working in the restaurant. You learn a lot about humans and behavior and how to treat people how to work hard. Hardest people I've ever met work in restaurants. The hardest people you've ever met? Yep.
1: The hardest working people you've ever met.
0: That too. Both. Both. Yeah, yeah, there's like some people in really good shape, really, really strong, hard. low body fat percentage people in restaurants. Um Yeah. No, it's a, it's a great, great place to learn about life and tip your waiters and be nice to people. If I ever go on a date with somebody and they're mean to the waiter, you're done. Bye. Yeah. That's a,
1: that's a big old red flag. I know it's not an original thought, but no, but you've never had one of those. So why start now? So Savannah and Easton show up and they're like, we stalked you and we are going to tutor you. You know, Savannah's. She's kind of doing it as a resume builder. Yeah. I mean, she has an amazing
0: resume. So it's like, why are you doing that? Have you ever done anything that you pretty much just did to get it on your resume? Because there's so much pressure to have good resumes now to get into colleges. I'm hoping that they're starting to relook those things and like put more weight on somebody's life experience and not just the boxes they ticked off.
1: Well, but like, yeah, where do you draw the line? I mean, she's doing community service she's doing it, like whether it's because it was you know altruistic and truly like from her heart or because it made her look good, like she's still doing it, that's nice. Like, yeah, that's true. I mean, she's doing it so she can maintain her role as honor society president, yeah, and guess what? You are talking to a former national honor society president. Right they reelected now. they they elected another one. You're not still it. I'm no longer it. I had to pass it, yeah. why are you wearing the pin? Well, they gave this to me. It's worth several dollars. I'm not going to just give it back. Uh, Speaking of which, Easton calls himself a natural-born genius who doesn't take notes. Can you relate to this?
0: I can relate to being a natural-born genius, of course. But no, I I do take notes. Although I will say, in college, uh, I went to the University of Virginia. Shout out. Um, I happen to be friends with a lot of athletes there. Mm -hmm. Um, And... One of the perks of that, which was unbeknownst to me, this is not why I was friends with them, but a lot of athletes got access to study guides for classes that like people had just made and stayed within the organization. Wow. I think this also happens with fraternities where somebody will have made a really detailed study guide for a certain class and it just gets passed down generation to generation and people use that when they take the class and it allows them to maybe not take their own notes or... Maybe doze off in class or not show up at all. Um and so So just, very
1: bad for the academic health of yeah, the institution. Yeah, yeah,
0: but great for your box score. Um and great for Nikki Boy, who's me. That's me. I don't know why I just call myself that. I hate that. And I will not edit it out because I want to live with the repercussions. Mm-hmm.
1: You have to you have to face your your demons, dude.
0: But anyway, I did get to peek at a few of those study guys that were very helpful when you're starting for finals and you're a little overwhelmed. So Um, but no, I always, I always took my own notes. I, I'm a hand written note person. I need to write it by hand. Otherwise I will not remember it. Interesting. And then uh, there's always times, especially now when I'm like writing sketches or something, an idea will pop in my head and I'll be like, I'll remember that. I don't don't need to write it down. I'll remember it. Never once do I remember it. Never, ever, ever, ever.
1: Okay. You know, what you need to write down right now is remember to write things down because then you'll remember that. And then you'll write things down. That's true.
0: I don't have a pen right now, but I'll remember to do that later.
1: Then we have my favorite moment in Royals of Malibu history. We have our very first montage. It's fun. It is fun. And kudos to
0: them. Who knew you could do a montage in an audio medium?
1: Yeah, it was great. It reminded me of like Rocky. Yeah, you're the best. Around. It- gonna bring you down.
0: Do we have the rights to that song? We do now. Yeah, it is pretty cool. And uh, I did feel a little stupid because I didn't understand any of the stuff she was saying.
1: Yeah, a lot of physics, a lot of chemistry. Some Shakespeare, I think, was in there. Uh-huh.
0: U.S. history. I did not do well with no, AP no, U.S. No, history. No, 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 you did not. I literally had a meltdown when I was in that class in high school. Yeah, not cute. It wasn't cute.
1: But Ella is clearly ready to rock these tests in a couple weeks. Yeah,
0: she's a smart gal. So, so is Alyssa. You know, art imitates life. She's a smart gal too. I That's mean, true. Let's try to get her on the pod. That'd be neat. Yeah. Well uh, just quiz her. We should we should have we should have her take the tests on the pod.
1: The the actual tests yeah. that Ella has to we'll take. We'll ask
0: her like questions.
1: Like who is the prime minister of of Sri Lanka?
0: Yeah, or what's the Treaty of Versailles. hmm Or how did World War One start? Yeah. Which we all know
1: was... The assassination of Archduke Franz Ferdinand of Alsace and Lorraine. The shot heard around the world. No, the shot heard around the world was the first shot at Lexington Concord, and that started the Revolutionary War. Read a goddamn book. You really... No, I think they both are called the shot heard around the world. Also,
0: I am not throwing away my shot. I am not throwing away my shot because I'm just like my...
1: Do the whole album right now. Just do the whole album. Do we own the rights of that song? We do now. So Ella's work hard, play hard. So she studies, she studies, and then what's she going to do? She's going to pop pop off at the club. I have a question. And
0: Listen, I don't care. I'll I'll hit the old man alarm on on myself right now.
1: Mm -hmm. How do all these high schoolers get into a club? You're
0: so fucking old.
1: Well, there are some clubs that are 18 to enter. 21 to drink. But I wasn't even 18 when I was in high school. Well, I don't want to upset you and your your little naive ideologies, but some people create identifications that are fake. That cannot be legal. I don't know the legality of it. I do know it's wildly popular. I do know that I partook in that. I can't condone it, but I did. I had one from New Hampshire it that's, was so bad. You never lived in New Hampshire, though. I know. But that's where I vote. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fake IDs. People get in with fake IDs. Also, uh, if you're, you're a cute girl. Which I am. You always have been. Uh, Acute young women usually don't get asked for identification. In my experience. At, at 18 and under clubs. Or like, you know, 18 plus clubs. They're not IDing you unless you're trying to drink.
0: Well, when I am the president of the National Honor Society, that is the first rule I'm changing.
1: No fake IDs? Yep. You're fun. I agree. Don't use fake IDs. Don't drink. Be responsible. Yeah, just crazy to me. that. And I
0: wonder if that's just maybe the lifestyle in Malibu. Who knows? But, you know, uh, maybe I'll take a drive down a, a Malibu
1: high school and see what's going on. But you know, you have something that I didn't have, which is an older brother who looks like you, whose identification you conceivably could have... Taken and used. I would never do that. No, we didn't do that. Tell them we didn't do that. We didn't do that. You didn't do that. I didn't do that. It didn't. It didn't do that. Us didn't do that. We isn't that do it uh, guilty of it. We did it. So they're in the club. They're in their hoe phase, which I was under the impression that meant that they were just into farming equipment and uh, <laughs> tilling the land with a hoe, but. Uh, I came to learn that that in fact meant something. Um, there were more um, precocious and um, yeah, they were just, they were they were looking to have fun and not have feelings. Yeah, which <laughs> is God, listen, good work. Go live your life, girl. Do you? I can't do that. I wish I could. You can't. What do you? Yeah, I can't do me. Who? If you can't do you, who does you? Well, I know no one's doing you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's
0: funny because it's true.
1: So Reed shows up. They start dancing. They're dancing and Reed shows up. and And one of the worst things that could possibly happen to me happens. What do you mean? You use your sexy voice. I know this scene gets sexy and uh, you know i these are some of my favorite scenes because um well that makes one of us cuz i hate it i mean I
0: I hate don't, it and you know I'll say it's it our sister yeah in america
1: yeah my girlfriend doesn't like listening back to those things either but um but that's man that's the juice of this whole thing it's sexy and if i may it sounds really good and authentic and like like, you're listening to it, and it's like, oh, shit. Ooh, Wait, this. so
0: that's actually your sexy voice?
1: This one? No, this is my sexy voice. I'm like, hey girl. what's you doing? Let me whisper in your ear. And I get louder the closer I get to the ear. Yeah. Which I'm told is not whispering. In fact, it's yelling. Yeah, you should have a podcast. Okay.
0: <laughs> what's the whisper in the mic? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, um, so... I hate everything about that. It was a good sexy scene in the club. They're rubbing up on each other. They're wanting each other. The passion is there. The music, everything. The sound design was great. Uh, you're in the moment. And then Reed drops the bomb that nobody wants to hear, which is, uh, can we talk? Yeah. but Boo, they Malibu. Malibu.
0: No, we cannot talk. We can just dance
1: and talk with our eyes. And then he has to carry her out because she's had a few too many drinks. Yes. And he's a gentleman. Um, and he's carrying around, and he, And she's like, I don't need your help. He's like, all right, I'm sorry. And then we have the fight. The big fight. The big fight that uh, went a little bit viral on Alyssa's TikTok when she uploaded this. Really? Yeah, I think it has like 18 million views or something. I don't even know that many people. You don't know 18 million people? No, not yet. Who's coming to your first Holy Communion? So they get in the big fight. And Ella and... Ella is like, "What were you talking about with Brooke? What could you do?" And Reed is like, "I have to help her with something." And Ella's like, "What? What could you? Why would you help her? You hate her. Do you have a gun to your head? Do you have a gun in your head?" And I say, "Yes." <gasps> no. Uh, it's why? Complicated. Why can't? Why can't he just admit it to her? Well, I think that maybe we'll find out in a couple episodes. But clearly, there is something preventing Reed from telling Ella. The whole truth and nothing but the truth. So help you God. Hey.
0: Cast. What
1: is it? I'm not going to tell. It's a spoiler. But I'm your brother. All right. I'll tell you. Okay. Ready? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but anyway, he uh, he drives her home. A lot of the reason they can't have this conversation is because she's, she's drunk. But there's also some really great acting here. Uh, big shouts to both you and Alyssa here. Uh, great fight. And then it has a lot of layers. It's not just anger. There's a lot of emotion of how hurt she's been, how everything makes her angry and upset. And when I was listening to it, I was just so grateful that I've never been cheated on, Mm. at least not to my knowledge. Um, And it really made me feel how painful that might be. And baby, oh baby, that's the beauty of acting making people feel things they might not have experienced.
1: Yeah, that's why we tell stories. And sadly, a lot of people can relate to that story, um, being cheated on, whether it's physically, emotionally. Um, and that's like the biggest betrayal, you know? Don't cheat,
0: don't cheat, don't cheat. look. I know it, just what like, you're
1: thinking. My thing, and I see this when I'm watching reality shows, where it's like, listen, if you want to break up with someone, break up with them. If you want to sleep with other people, break up with the person you're with or tell them or have an agreement or whatever. But like, don't cheat on people. But then again, that's why people do it. They don't do it. They do it because they're not supposed to. Yeah. I, I think it's like a human. It's
0: Yeah. Humans want what they can't have or what they're not supposed to do. But man, cheating on someone's like taking a chainsaw to their to their whole self-worth. And then you got to rebuild.
1: And who has the time? I will say, if you gave me a chainsaw right now and we're like, "Can you chop down a tree with this? I wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah, that's why I would never give you a chainsaw and ask you to chop down a tree. But like i what would I do with a chainsaw? i don't I would be very inefficient with it. Okay, so then we get home. yeah, he drives her home they they have this emotional moment, this not just an emotional moment i I'll say this, so there's lots of scenes in this show. Uh, And in this series where there's like sexy scenes and, you know, physical touch and uh, this scene where Reed takes off Ella's makeup, in my opinion, is the most intimate scene of the whole series because there is no, there's no sex. There's no, it's just like this very tender caring moment, but it's very close. Um, And I remember recording this scene in the booth and They really let us like sort of improvise a lot because, you know, it's one thing to have text on a page, but when you're trying to like fill the space and like make it seem to the listener, like you're sitting across from somebody rubbing a a wet makeup cloth across their face, it can be tough. And so they, they give us some free reign to uh, improvise and stuff. And I was really happy with how it turned out. Yeah, it it sounded great.
0: And you're totally right. It is an intimate scene. I mean, anybody who has a TikTok knows how important facial skincare is. Um, so the fact that anybody would allow someone's hand near their face when they're prone to acne or anything like myself, that's like the ultimate form of trust.
1: It is. And also, and I think women will appreciate this props to. Don't speak for them. I won't. I said, I think. Props to Ella for having the wherewithal to take her makeup off before she went to bed, even though she was drunk because some people forget they'll fall asleep in their makeup they'll fall asleep in their contacts. I fell asleep in my makeup this past weekend, did you really
0: yeah i was wearing I was wearing makeup because of the sketch show, uh-huh it actually wasn't makeup it was spirit glue, which is what you use to put a mustache a fake mustache Ooh, on yeah, and I am not used to taking makeup off my face or any. Sort of substance off my face, other than my masks that I wear to get through the day, mm-hmm. and um, I got a little, uh, I got a
1: little blemish. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that's not good. You looking yeah. at it right now? No, I'm looking for it. I don't see it. Oh my god, there it is! Oh, oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh oh, it oh. oh, winked! It winked at me. Yeah, it's a it's a seductive blemish. Oh, I hate it. It's okay. Yeah, falling asleep with makeup on. I always laugh in like TV shows when. Uh, Ha, <laughs> Yeah, like that. When uh, like women wake up in the middle of the night or like movies and they're like, uh And it's like, you have a full face of makeup, girl. Like, who, who are you kidding? This is not real life. Nobody wakes up looking like that except for Beyonce. I woke up like this. Yeah, that's true. Do we have the rights to that song?
0: We do now. Speaking of waking up like something, they fall asleep together. Well, together? You, no. She makes them sleep on the floor. Mm-hmm. Which I think is really nice because you know you don't want to have like this. They they have a lot to rebuild. I mean, Reed even says that he says I will teach you how to trust me again.
1: Mm-hmm. And um, I think teach this... you how to trust me. Teach you teach you how to trust me. Teach you how to trust me. Then messing with my Dougie. We have the rights to that. We do now. So he sleeps on the floor,
0: which is it's just all. It's a really great ending. It's a really nice moving peace and a, a hopefully a good foundation for their relationship. And you think it's gonna end, you know, nicey-nice and
1: cutesy-cutes. But what happens? Daddy comes in. In the morning, knock, 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 Callum, which is, oh my God, so scary to think of like, like the fear that Reed must feel of like, even though they weren't doing anything, they were, he was literally sleeping on her floor But then he has to scramble to make it look like he, because nobody's gonna believe that these two like beautiful young people like sleeping in the same room, who is gonna believe that they were sleeping on the floor? I would. I like to believe people, but so Callum knocks on the door, and uh, Reed has to scramble and he hides under the bed. That's not the kind of scramble I like in the morning. I like my eggs scrambled, not my my. Words like you just did. Mm-hmm, yep. Yeah. yeah. And Calum's like, I'm gonna bring you an acai bowl, but uh, we got to, uh.
0: which he says are great for hangovers. And I have to say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna second that. Yeah,
1: because they're basically just sugar bombs. Very high in sugar. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah, I but they're they are tasty. Yeah, they're great. I think it's the cold. That's what. The, you know, the cold never bothered me anyway. Really? Yeah. You should you should travel to Arendelle. I don't know who Aaron is. Arendelle. I don't know who that is. <laughs> I don't know Aaron
0: or Dale. I know Chippendale. Oh, it, no. Arendelle's, it's this, um it's this
1: place. They make really good ice. Oh, cool. I'll take a boat there. What could go wrong? Foreshadowing. Is it foreshadowing if it happened in a movie 18 years ago? <laughs> what, the Titanic or the fact that Elsa's no. parents died? Elsa and Anna's parents died in a car accident.
0: I mean- uh, They died in a ship accident. In a ship accident. But it sounded like you were alluding to Titanic, which hit an iceberg. No. Well, Frozen didn't happen 18 years
1: ago. Frozen came out a long time ago. Not 18 years ago. There's no chance. Not 18, but wait a second. How long do you think? Don't look. Don't look. I would say 10 years. Mm, I'm going to say 12. You're saying 12 years. Uh, $1, Bob. 13 years. 2013. 10 years. Damn, what did you say? I said 10 years. Mm, I don't believe you, and there's no way to check that. So let's just keep recording. Um, So Reed goes, he hides Callum, blah, blah, blah. And and our episode ends with Reed saying, I'm going to make it up to you.
0: You think he will? (sighs) Because I can't make you love me if you don't.
1: Hello? Yes. Okay, great. Thank you. We uh, we now own the rights to that song. Perfect. Oh, man, that was a journey. Hey, Nick. What? We finished wrapping up the episode, so you know what time it is? I think so. It's time for Royal Decrees. Yes, it yeah, is. Hear yeah, ye, yeah, ye. Yeah. A Royal Decree. Do you have a Royal Decree? You want to start? Yeah.
0: Go. Here's my Royal Decree. A lot of our television is consumed on streamers. And they have introduced a new way of skipping introductions to television shows. The opening credits, if you will. Um, There's always that little skip intro button. And I have to be honest, I use it a lot. But I decree that everyone should watch the intro to the show they are watching at least one time. Okay. At least one time. And then the rest of the time you could skip it. But somebody put... A lot of work into that. There are usually Easter eggs associated with what's going to happen in the show mm-hmm. in there. A lot of it is really beautiful art. Yes, it's boring. Yes, it adds three minutes to your watch time. But you have to watch it at least once before you can then skip it on every other subsequent viewing.
1: I I do respect that decree. But the length of those introductions has gotten out of hand. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, like Game mm-hmm. of Thrones ones, like the Game of Thrones, all of them, every HBO show, it's it's like a minute and forty seconds. Yeah, just watch it once. Is all I'm asking. I, and I agree with you, but the the thing is, they change. They change season to season. They'll change even like Succession. The names change. The names change. I'm not. What, of, yeah, that's true based on the cast and who gets promoted to series regular. In, and I never see our names. But in, yeah, we we are not going to be on that show. It's over. What? Yeah, I'm sorry. Spoiler. Yeah, sorry to break it to you. Well, who's gonna? S- Who's going to succeed? Not us. (laughs) Um, (laughs) What's your royal decree? My royal decree is going to be old and frumpy and boring, but I decree that you should register to vote. Today's election day. It's an off cycle year. It's not uh, no House of Representatives, uh, no national elections. It's not a glitzery, glammy elections, but it's an no, important one. It's so important. All politics is local. I am a huge believer that you should absolutely register to vote. Uh, make sure you know where your polling place is. Uh, pick a news source. Watch it. Listen to it. I know this sounds like preaching and stuff, but like it's so important, especially local, municipal, state elections have an impact on every single aspect of your life, more than the stuff that gets all the attention on social media and and cable news. So register to vote, do your research, and go vote because it does matter. It really does. Taylor Swift even said it. And if Taylor Swift said it, then it must be true. That's That's law. That's decree. Hey, thanks for listening, gang. Thanks, guys. Um, we're going
0: to have some special guests coming up. Yeah, we do. We have a a nice lineup of guests coming up associated with the show and some friends of the show.
1: Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're so excited. Thanks for sticking with us thus far. Please continue to like, download, share, rate, uh, comment. We'll maybe read some comments on the pod. Send us your questions and, uh, yeah, keep listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.